This is Pierre Bouvier, lead singer of the band Simple Plan. I could sing a song for you, Wine 30, with Andrew and Lindsay. Here we go. Andrew and Lindsay hosting Wine 30. Andrew and Lindsay. Through all the best and many more years to come tonight. I'm just a kid. Many more years to come. Peace. Hi, everyone, and welcome to a very special episode of Wine 30. Why is this episode so special, you may ask? Well, maybe because it is our first ever solo episode or my first solo episode. Andrew is currently at the Metallica show at SoFi Stadium. It's like a two-day thing. It's tonight, then there's a day off, and then there's another night. So, you know, he's having a great time off with my brother-in-law while I hang out with Rin at the hotel. And this episode is going to be kind of the same as usual, but also different because obviously no Andrew. So we are going to be talking about what I've been watching, reading, playing, and listening to this week. And then I will be answering some listener questions later on in the episode. So what have I been watching this week? That may be the question you may be asking yourself right about now. So I have been watching a lot of Big Brother. Um, I thought maybe I would share some of my favorites who I would have picked as draft picks had I done a draft this time around. I really like Blue. I think she is adorable. I hope she goes super far. Probably would have been one of my draft picks. Um, Sari, obviously, would have been a draft pick, but they will be absolutely, like, it is going to be so ridiculous if they actually let her go far in this game because it's like, Sari is known as being, like, a reality TV superstar. Like, think about it. Survivor, amazing, every time she plays. Um the traitors, it's like she won. And now that she's on Big Brother, I'm like, they cannot possibly let her like make it to the end. There's just no way. Like honestly, I will be shocked if she makes it to jury. But the thing is, she's like such a big people person and she's so social and she makes those connections that like she's already super well connected within the game. And I do think that Jared will probably get booted before Suri, unless she just completely blows up her game to save him. Um, Hysam obviously was like, probably would have been a draft pick for me, but he played so hard, so fast, and was like very abrasive in the way he was playing. And I was like, mm. last week I was like, that is not going to go over. And then obviously they made the plane to backdoor him, which like went through. Um, I'm trying to think if I had one more pick. Oh, Izzy. I love Izzy and hope that she makes it to the end. I actually would love to see Izzy win the entire season. I think she would be a great winner. I think she's playing a great social game so far. And I think that later on, she'll probably start winning some comps. And I would just really, really be excited to see her there at the end. So aside from that, I've also been watching and just like that on max or formerly hbo max um the first season i was like not a huge fan i was like what did they do to sex in the city this is like kind of garbage like you killed off big at the beginning which was like sad and then it was just like a downer season the whole thing was just like such a downer um i think it's finally starting to come into its own a little bit in season two like they're not just trying to hit like oh we have like a non-binary person. We have a kid who thinks that they might be trans. We have 
like all of these like different nationalities that we're adding in. So it's not just like a bunch of white ladies sitting around. Like it just felt like they were checking boxes last season. And I feel like this season they're actually like focusing more on what plot points they have for each episode. And I really am enjoying it. So if you watched the first season and you were like, uh, that was garbage and you haven't seen season two yet, I think it's, I think it's worth watching season two. And I heard that they're bringing Kim Cattrall back, obviously, at some point in the season for a cameo. I cannot wait because what is Sex in the City without Samantha? Like, really? I watched that show Glamorous on Netflix a few weeks ago, and she was like, she plays the boss. And I was like, man, like, I would die to do a TV show with Kim Cattrall. Like, if I could do a TV show with, like, any celebrity, she'd probably be, like, one of my top five picks for sure. And okay, so what I have been reading, I am still reading Page Boy by Elliot Page, formerly known as Ellen Page. And I'm, I think like 75% done with the book at this point. Really enjoyable. I think it's so interesting to me to like see that perspective of, of someone who like knew they were a boy from the age of four and then like transitioned later in like their late thirties and, you know, like how hard it was coming out as gay, let alone trans and like how they were treated from other people in Hollywood, like actors, producers, directors, and all of that. And I would say highly, highly, highly recommend. Um, and I think it's so fresh in the perspective of like, well, I don't know what it's like to feel like I'm in the wrong body. So getting to see like his point of view of like how everything like felt throughout their life, I think is really important for people to like put yourself in their shoes for like just two seconds. Um, okay. What I've been listening to lots of podcasts because we're on a trip and you know, Ren has been doing this thing where he likes to wake up five, six times a night. It's that great sleep regression. So I've been listening to a lot of podcasts just in general to my like favorites at the moment. Okay. So Christy Carlson Romano and Annalise Vanderpool, both from Disney channel. They just came out with a new podcast with, called uh, Big Name Bitches, and they had Kate Flannery from The Office on their first episode, and it was so fun, so cool, and I like, I love that Annalise talks about how she was like waiting tables and such, and how she like served Ashley Tisdale and how awkward that was, and that she like had no issues with like going and having like a real job and like serving tables, but it was awkward when people like Ashley came in because like Ashley herself just made it really awkward. So that is a new podcast. Totally worth checking out. Everything I say this week is worth checking out, but, uh, big name bitches. And then we have when they popped, which I mentioned last week. And then they were charting and I was like, maybe some of you guys were checking them out. Um, so it is like a nostalgic podcast. They talk about a lot of like Y2K stuff. This past week they did a, now that's what I call music volume five, where they go like track by track and talked about each song. And I was like, ah, my little nostalgic heart. Um, but they have episodes about like the Backstreet Boys, Jesse McCartney, Mary Kate and Ashley, the Cheetah Girls, Raven Simone, Brenda Song, like tons of great episodes. If you were into Disney channel, pop music, any of that during like Y2K or if you maybe are like Gen Z and you kind of missed out on all of that, but you want to like learn more about what great music we used to listen to and what shows we used to listen to, great podcast, When They Popped with 
Kelsey and Mary. And okay. So then what I've been playing, I have been playing, I mean, basically just dressed that game on my phone. And okay. I have to say I'm super frustrated because normally like I make an outfit, a normal score for me is probably like a 4.5, right? So they give you like 750 credits or a thousand credits or whatever that you can use towards like more outfits for more styling things. Um, because you get rated between like a one and a five. And I like always max out my unworn. I always max out my production so that I get like a maximum score. So 4.5 is like typical. I usually a few times a week get a five low for me would be like a four, but this past week it keeps giving me like 2.25, 2.75. And I'm like, okay, I get like 2.25 just for like maxing out my production and my unworn. So like what you're saying, the community like literally rated me a zero. And then because that score is so low, it gives me like zero credits towards like new outfits for more styling. And it's really frustrating. And I think that sucks. Um, But I don't know if it's just like a glitch or if I'm having an off week, but either way, it's a game I've like, I enjoy doing in the middle of the night as well when I'm up with the baby. So I'm going to take a quick second to talk about this week's sponsor and we'll be right back with some listener questions. This week's episode is brought to you by Lumi. Don't let summer funk ruin your summer fun. This year it's time to summer proof your body odor and luckily there's a solution. That's why today I'm excited to tell you about Lumi whole body deodorant for pits, privates, and beyond. Lumi was created by an OBGYN who developed a uniquely formulated pH balanced deodorant. It is aluminum free, skin safe, and clinically proven to control odor for up to 72 hours. Oh, and did I mention that it's also clinically proven to control odor better than a shower with soap alone? 12 hours after shower, the average person has an odor level of 6 out of 10, and with Lumi, the average odor level is a 0 out of 10. This is something that I am obsessed with, and I love keeping the Lumi deodorant wipes in the car for like when we're on a road trip and we've been in the car for several hours and then all of a sudden I'm like, oh my goodness, I forgot to put on deodorant and I stink. Then I just take a little wipe, 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 and I smell fresh and clean as new. New customers can get $5 off Lumi starter pack with code WINE30 at lumideodorant.com. Okay, so I'm sure you're like, how do they do it? So unlike some deodorants that try to mask odor with a fragrance, Lumi is formulated and powered by mandelic acid to stop odor before it starts. So it's more like a pre-odorant versus a deodorant. And they have a variety of fresh, bright scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, or toasted coconut. The lavender sage is my personal favorite. I think it is so fresh, so clean, and it's just it's just yummy. I love it. So Lumi starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, and two free products of your choice, like the mini body wash or those deodorant wipes that I was just telling you about, plus free shipping. As a special offer for listeners, new customers get $5 off a Lumi starter pack with the code WINE30 at lumideodorant.com. That equates to over 40% off your starter pack when you visit lumideodorant.com and use code WINE30. Oh my goodness, you guys. I was so nervous about doing the solo episode that I completely forgot to open the wine. So now for part two, we are going to talk about the wine that I just opened. This is a Point Taken Shiraz. It is from 
the Western Cape in South Africa. And this was part of that Costco advent calendar we bought like, what, almost a year ago now. And we have just been like slowly going through it. So it said that this wine has a dark fruited soul, blackberry dusk or dark plum, dusk plum is even better, uh, cocoa notes and it's powerful, smooth, and balanced. And it says it has a long, detailed finish and elegant tannins. So, okay, I'm about to take my very first sip. So just to preface this, I did just have sweet fins. So I had like a mango, tuna, pokey, um, some like citrus kale and some taro chips and stuff. So um, that is what my palate is like prepped with. And oh, and guava lemonade. So it's like I'm going straight from guava lemonade to a Shiraz. It definitely smells like a like deep, dark red. I mean, it looks like it too, but you know how like a really like deep, dark, complex red just like smells it. That's what this smells like. Definitely like very like Merlot-esque. It has like a nice like smoky leathery kind of finish to it. Velvety. Um, this is actually really nice. I have like been putting off opening this Shiraz for literally since we got the advent calendar. And this is actually really smooth. And I'm kind of impressed. So what I would consume this with, I probably wouldn't normally do it with like fish and like a light kale type thing. This is more... Like, I would say if you were doing like a shepherd's pie with like lamb or ground beef or like something a little bit heavier, that's what I would do this with actually shepherd's pie for sure. Um, and you know, I would drink this in Ireland while eating my shepherd's pie. Um, we went and got our passport photos done. Was that last week and never, ever wear an orange button down shirt to get your passport photo taken because you will literally just look like a prison inmate. And speaking of mugshots, one of the questions was what I thought about Donald Trump's mugshot. Okay. I think that Donald Trump is like a branding genius, right? Like he knows exactly who his audience is and he knows how to sell. And that photo looks like it was purposely taken, like, you know, like the eyebrow, like everything. He is going to put that on so much merch and he's going to make so much money off of that photo that it is absolutely ridiculous. Like it is the perfect photo to put on t-shirts. It is the perfect photo to put on like stickers or posters or whatever. And his audience is going to completely eat it up. And that's pretty much all I have to say on that. Um, I do not like him as a president or politician, but I do have to say that he knows, like, he knows his audience. It is absolutely, like, legit. He knows his audience. Okay. Another question was, what are some of Ren's favorite things right now? Like, what he's been watching, reading, listening to? Okay. First up, we got this book. I was, like, at Target. I was just looking around. I got, like, this classic story time, like, baby's first classic bedtime books or whatever with some Disney stories and they were like all based on the movie, like jungle book and 101 Dalmatians. But I feel like it was very poorly written, not a fan. But while I was there, I saw this book called don't worry, little crab. It had like a baby book club sticker on it. They're like, 
top pick for babies, zero to two or whatever it was. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's so cute. Because we always say that Ren is like a little crab because he likes to like, not that he likes to, but he like makes lots of bubbles with his mouth. So I was like, what a cute little book. So I picked it up one. I love like the cardboard they used for this board book. It's like a matte cardboard versus that shiny cardboard. So point there, art is super cute and it's super well written. So yes to don't worry, little crab. Ren loves it. He likes the photos. He likes it when I read it. He also um, likes the Slumberkins books, but he doesn't like the board books as much as he likes the like bigger picture books. And I think it's because for some reason they seem better written than the board books. And that's also what he's been listening to. He has been listening to a lot of the Slumberkin songs from like the first season of the show, um, which is also what he's been watching. We don't allow him to watch very much TV, but we occasionally let him watch like one short episode of Slumberkins, which I think they're normally like seven minutes long or something. So that's about the max of his TV time. But he gets excited because it's like the songs he literally listens to like 100, 200 times a day, like in a show with puppets. So he's a big fan of that. Um, He's also been listening to some songs from Nightmare Before Christmas because he's getting all hyped up for Disneyland in October for Halloween time. And he likes to like do a little dance, a little jig on his back when that comes on. He is just like, he loves music. He could listen to music 24 seven. We got him a speaker for his room so that in like at night when he falls asleep, he listens to classical versions of like Taylor Swift and Katy Perry and Pink and Muse and like all of that. So he just has like a great repertoire of just classical pop songs. Um, so that's what he's been reading listening to watching. Obviously playing is just like, us playing with him. So we're like, Ooh, look at the bunny rattle. Ooh, look at like Sophie's giraffe. But, um, he loves his tummy time. He's definitely been working on inchworming, which means that he's like getting closer and closer to crawling, which I'm really excited about. I cannot wait until he's mobile. He cannot wait until he's mobile. He loves to stand. He likes to inchworm. He's like, he is ready to go as soon as his like muscles are developed enough to do so. Um, that is one of his biggest frustrations, I think, too, is not being mobile. So he like, he wants to be so bad. Um, so there was one more question about, um, if I was still breastfeeding and if so, how that's going, if I have any tips, I am still breastfeeding. So we are what Ren is turning four months in just a couple days. Breastfeeding is going really well. I haven't like had any issues like every time I've gotten like a clogged duct, clogged duct, it like gets dealt with very quickly. So it doesn't like lead to anything else. Um, occasionally I'll be like, Oh, my boobs hurt. Oh no. Like, I think like, you know, we're going down a really dark path, but it always clears up and it's always super fine. And he seems to eat enough. I, the one thing I wish is that when I pumped that, because I don't pump as often as I should, that I was able to like bank up more milk because I currently like feel like I have a lot for me banked up, but it's realistically like maybe 20 ounces where I see other people that are like, I have 1200 ounces like banked up in my freezer. And I'm like, Oh, that is like not me. I have like not even a full day's worth of milk banked up, but 
I'd love to be in a place where I at least have like a week's worth just banked up and like the freezer would be incredible. Um, so breastfeeding, like I said, going super well, I haven't had like cracked nipples or anything. Like everyone is always like, Oh, make sure you have nipple balm. Make sure you have these cooling things. Make sure you have all this stuff. And I have not needed any of that. So I feel blessed when it comes to that. He's kind of like over the cluster feeding thing. Um, at this point, that was rough the first few weeks. I remember crying and being like, I don't know if he's getting enough milk. He like wants to eat all the time. And I feel like I have nothing. Like he's just like eating and there's like nothing in my boobs. And it like, so there were definitely days that I like cried about that. But I think we're like now to a point when we're like in a really good groove. I feel like I have been producing enough for him and, you know, but everything could just change at the drop of like a hat. It's like I could get really sick and like my production could drop. And then all of a sudden we could be in a completely different position, but so far so good. I feel really blessed that it's been going so well. Okay. I am only going to answer one more question because I promised that this would be a shorter episode. So to make sure that it's actually a shorter episode, one more question. And that was what I think Taylor Swift surprise songs will be in Mexico. So hear me out. I think in Mexico, Taylor Swift will perform the song me acoustically. And why would I say that? Maybe because me is spelled M E and you can't spell Mexico without me. So Um, that is my number one pick for a surprise song in Mexico. I also would love to hear or have her perform, uh, the way I loved you and the very first night. But I also feel like maybe Mary's song and maybe babe may get like snuck in there somewhere. Um, I do think there will be some song from her reputation while she's in Mexico. I don't know which one, but I think there will be a reputation song on there. Um, which reminds me, uh, Ed Sheeran is performing in Seattle this weekend and he was at Starbucks today, like serving coffee as a barista. I'm like, how weird would that be to go in to Starbucks and have like Ed Sheeran as your barista, which Today, Andrew and I went into a grocery store in Malibu and he went into the bathroom to like change the baby because obviously we're needed to change it. Andrew's like, oh, I'll just take him in. And then like, I guess the bathroom got swarmed with like people like outside, like waiting for some guy to come out. And when Andrew was in there, there was a guy that was talking to another guy that was in there and he was like, oh my God, I loved you in that show. And it's like, okay, if there is a famous person in a bathroom, one, do not stand outside the bathroom waiting for them to come out. Two, if you are in the bathroom and they are in the bathroom, do not talk to them. Andrew was like, this guy is just trying to take a crap. And there's like a bunch of people like standing around trying to like schmooze. And it's like the most inappropriate place to do so. So if you ever see a famous person in or around a bathroom, do not do that. I once saw Tamara Mowry like washing her hands in a bathroom and I kept my mouth shut. So you can do the same. Um, I'm not speaking to like you as like, I mean, I am speaking to you, but I'm not blaming you for people like swarming this guy in the bathroom. Um, and then I was like, who was it? Who was it? And Andrew's like, I don't know. I don't know his name or like who it was. He's like, I honestly wasn't even paying attention. I was just trying to change my baby's diaper. Um, 
But then like I look up the grocery store and the first thing that pops up is like the grocery store's name and then celebrities. And it's like photos of celebrities shopping there. And I was like, okay. So also aside from not swarming celebrities in the bathroom, do not take photos of them grocery shopping. Like allow people to grocery shop in peace, please. Like Evan Peters, Andrew Garfield, all these people do not need their photos taken at the grocery store. Like, like it reminds me of those Taylor Swift photos of her, like, shopping at a Whole Foods or whatever a few years back. And everyone's like, oh my gosh, she's just like us. She's grocery shopping. It's like, who the heck took these photos? Like, it's so ridiculous. So please don't be that person. Please don't do that. Um, okay. So I promise this would be a shorter episode. So I better wrap it up. We will talk to you next Monday for a, another episode of Wine 30. And Andrew will tell you all about his concerts this weekend to see Metallica. So until then, peace.